Welcome to the Lighthouse 805 podcast. Today we kick off our next sermon series, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. And this week we're focusing on Main Street as we look at how Walt built happiness. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Disneyland series. How many, how many people have uh, fond memories of Disneyland? Uh, how many, is, has there anyone has never been to Disneyland? Just out of curiosity? You don't? Okay. A few? That's okay. Um, Disney World. Okay. It's, it's a bigger one. Disneyland. The whole, the whole premise of this sermon series, if you will, is uh, building happiness. That's, that's the entire crux of it. Um, li- listen to this. Finding happiness is not a destination. It's a journey with Jesus. There is, there's this kind of draw that we can sometimes have where it's like, you know what, I'm not feeling really well and I just need to, just need to be happy. I need to, need to treat myself and do better in life and whatever. And, and yeah, it might be happy for a moment, but it's kind of fleeting. It doesn't really fulfill anything. It's like, I feel happy, but then moments later, I'm not really happy anymore. It's, it's, we have to understand what happiness is. And so this whole sermon series is about building happiness to, to live in this, almost this um, state of joy that only Jesus can provide. And so everything is themed Disneyland. We got some cool, iconic vintage posters. Um, we have like this crazy spread going on with like all the charcuterie board of the ages sitting over there that looks so delicious. Uh, let's just go ahead and end right now so we can have some snacks. <laughs> oh, man. So I-, I wanted to start off today kind of at the, the start of Disneyland, uh, Main Street. It's the part where you go in. Ha- ha- did you ever go to Disneyland uh, years back when they used to open up the ribbon? They'd cut it, and then they'd, have, they'd play Walt's famous speech, and then you'd run in and try to get to the ride first. Does anyone ever... That, that, was like a, that was like years ago. Um, and my dad, my dad and us three boys would be at the like, edge and we'd just push our way through everyone else. And he's like, as soon as this ribbon drops, we're running over there. <laughs> we would just run as fast as we could just to try to get to the lines. It, it was like a vivid memory of this Main Street. And Main Street connects everything. It connects all the lands. You have to go through Main Street to get to everything else. And that's kind of the concept of where we want to start today. It's, it's our mo- emotional state. That's how it parallels over. Our emotions dictate how we're going to deal with stuff that day. If we're in a bad mood, it doesn't matter. We could be in the happiest place on the earth. We're still in a bad mood and sometimes bringing other people down with us. You know, our emotional state really is the gateway to everything else around us. And so I want to jump into this story in the Bible where um, it's not really the happiest story that you could find that you kind of think this would be where we start at. But I want to talk about Elijah. He had, he's like the Old Testament craziest miracle worker of them all. Like he had, he was bringing people back to life. He was uh, healing towns of diseases. I mean, he, he, moments before we get to this story where we're going to talk about, he was on a mountaintop in front of all these fake prophets and people that claimed they could do miracles. And he called a fireball down from God to blow up an altar. Like, I mean, he's the guy. And he, he has this hiccup because of emo, his emotional state. He's on this all-time high of, I can talk with God, and whatever I ask of God, he's going to make happen. Okay? Dreams do come true. Wishes are coming true. Whatever I ask of God, they will happen. And he has this dip where he falls into depression, 
and he stays there for a little bit. And so starting in the, this happiness series of building happiness, I want to really talk about how do we get to this? Why do we stay there? And then how do we get out of it? Talking, of course, of kind of funks that we go into, bad attitudes, depression, whatever you might say. What, what gets us there? And what keeps us there far too long? But the most important thing, how do we get out of it? So number one, not so great moments. Have you ever walked into the Hall of Presidents? Has anyone, has anyone had the, uh, the fun times? It's the best ride in Disneyland. You get to watch the animatonic Abraham Lincoln talk for a while. My, my dad would always be like, let's go see Abraham Lincoln. We're like, you see it once, you see it a million times. Like, we are good. How, like, I don't know if, if you're like Patty's mom where she wants to see all the sideshows. She doesn't care about the rides. She just wants to, like, let's watch it one more time. Captain EO? Yeah! Let's, 17th time today. <laughs> There's a reason why no one's waiting in line. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, that was mean. I should <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. And, and the, the, what happens is he... If you've ever sat through the speech, endured it, whatever, uh, maybe you love it. I read through the whole speech on Wikipedia. There's different versions depending on which decade you went to. And the, one of the original ones is he talks about the, how we became this nation. It's kind of the process. It talks about great moments. It talks about moments in time that led us to where we're at. And it's kind of interesting. Likewise, sometimes when we're sitting in depression or frustration or anger, just life happens. We can start reflecting on all the things that led us there. But a lot of times, that's what spirals us down more because we're not reflecting on the right things. So what leads us into those moments in life? First Kings chapter 19 says, when Elijah saw how things were, he ran for dear life to Beersheba, far in the south of Judah. He left his young servant there and then went on into the desert another day's journey. There's three characteristics that we're going to pull out of the scripture of, of why we actually get into these moments in life. Why, what derails us from listening to God and just having these great moments? Like, have you ever had those moments where like, you just hear God and you're like, everything's great. Everything is awesome. That's not Disney. But it's, you know, it's, it's going away, and then all of a sudden it's like, clunk, you hit a bear, you know, and it's just like, okay, I just need to get out of this. This is really bad. The things that lead us into the spiral downs are A, focused on negative. When Elijah saw how things were. See, Elijah's eyes were actually being focused on all the bad things around him rather than on what God was saying to look at. He's had these, all these conversations with God, and God's like, this is what I want you to do. This is where we're headed. This is what's going on. This is all these. And he's like, I'm seeing how bad things are. And it spirals him down. One of the things that drags us down into these emotional states of away from happiness and away from God and all these things is we start looking at the current situations in life and going, it can't get any better. And God's like, I'm telling you how to make it better. We're looking at all the bad things rather than what the God things are. B, the next aspect, the next thing is ran away, run away. When Elijah saw the, how things were, he ran for a dear life to Beersheba. God had called him to be there and said, I am turning this around. And he goes, I see how things are. I'm going to leave. 
when we try to escape from things or run away from things in life, it'll spiral us down because we're avoiding what God is speaking for us to do in that moment. And we avoid it. It's like we start having these guilt trips and we start doing these things. And we start worrying and we have these anxieties and all these things trigger because we're avoiding what we're supposed to be doing. Have you ever been in the situation of like just all simplistically all the way down? Have you ever been there and a parent or a guardian says, hey, I need you to do this, and you avoid it and avoid it, and then that guilt starts weighing on you, and you're like, I just need to do it. And it's like, I know the palette is coming. I know the chocolate's coming. Like, you know, you're just like you're avoiding, you know, different households. And we run away, and the, our emotions start sinking in. We need to have an emotional state where we don't run. We stand firm. And then C, leave others behind. First, one more time, when Elijah saw how things were, he ran for dear life to Beersheba, far in the south of Judah. He left his young servant there. See, it's what, what spirals us down into frustrations and depression and everything is we start abandoning relationships that would actually help us. He left his servant. That person's entire life was to serve him and help him. And he abandoned them. And that's one of the that cruxes that hinders us the most in life. We have people that love us and we abandon them to go be, do whatever. The people that want to help us the most are sometimes the ones that we hurt the most. You know that, ah, oh, that's how we get into these situations. That's how that's how Elijah got into the situation. That's how we get into all of our life situations is we start avoiding and abandoning people that are closest. And I know abandoning is a hard word and it's, it's heavy, but it's, it's what's happening on the undersurface. So how do we get there? It's these three things. We, we're focused on the negativity. We, we avoid stuff and we start leaving people behind. That's how we get into these bad situations. But why do we stay there for far too long? Like it's one thing to dip down and recognize and then come back up, but it's another thing to go and then stay there for too long. Like, have you ever had a mechanic that you dropped off your car and you have a reasonable amount of time that you think it's gonna be picked up at? And it's like, what do you mean uh, weeks? I was under the impression Thursday, not Thursday next month. Like, you know, that, that what keeps it there far too long? So. Number two, the center of it all. Main Street, not only does it have Abraham Lincoln as a robot, <laughs> it's, it's also connecting all the lands, right? Main Street, if you, you go to the, you can go anywhere you want, right? Um, pro tip, this is just, I'm just letting you know. My, so my dad used to live on one side of Disneyland, this was years and years ago, and his school was on the other side of Disneyland. And so he would walk through Disneyland every single day, at least twice, because it used to be free back then and you just had to buy tickets to get on rides. That was, that's how it was. Um, I think price has gone like 20 bucks now, what is it? How, how much is it to get into this? <laughs> Sign my car over to go for a day. <laughs> so, so things have changed. And he, he recognized when he was a kid that when you, when you walk into Disneyland, if you make a right or a left, did you know it's, it's 
they're not equal. They, the first two lands don't line up. One land is shorter and, and one land is farther to get to. So he noticed that whenever a crowd go, they would start walking, but they would see the fast pass and like they'd go, oh, it's, and so the whole crowd would go into the shortest path. And he go, if you go to the longest one, you can go into that ride and they're going to meanwhile be going and as a herd going through all the lands this way. And then you go and you go this way and you bypass all the wait lines. And, and we did all the rides in Disneyland in an hour and a half one time. And yeah, yes, that is, it was impressive. And at the end, my dad was like, so that's, that's how you do it, son. And I was like, okay, Disneyland master. <laughs> the, the center of it all, Main Street, when you walk in, it connects everything. It has some great stuff going on, but it's, it's, it's connecting everything. It, it's like I was talking about earlier, our emotional state connects everything we do. Right? You don't disconnect your emotions all of a sudden when you go and talk to your family. You don't disconnect when you go to your work. It's still an underlining thing that's happening. If you're in a good mood while you're at work, you're doing just great. If you're in a bad mood, your productivity plummets. Right? You might be clicking your fingers on buttons, but it might not be accurate to what you're supposed to be doing. Have you ever seen that, um, that gif by Kermit the Frog where he's just like this? <laughs> I don't know, I, don't, I, I think you have. Thank you for laughing. It's my favorite GIF of all time. Uh, anytime my manager messaged me like, hey, are you working on this? And I'll, I'll send that GIF off. And she's like, again? <laughs> uh, the center of it all. So the, the concept is, if it's connecting everything that we're doing, that's one of the main areas that the enemy tries to attack us because he wants to keep us stuck in our emotional state so we don't proceed forward. Disneyland would be pointless if all we did was Main Street, right? There's a whole world of adventure waiting, but if we just go into Main Street, yeah, we'll get some good fried pickles. I don't know if you knew that, but that's, there's a secret restaurant there that's amazing fried pickles. Um, there's lots of things going on. And now everyone's like, I need to Google these fried pickles. <laughs> the center of it all, 1 Kings chapter 19. Let's look at Elijah in this. He came to a lone broom bush and collapsed in its shade, wanting in the worst way to be done with it all, to just die. I like how the scripture is like, just be done with all. Let me, let me further explain this. He wants to die. Enough of this, God. Take my life. I'm ready to join my ancestors in the grave. Exhausted, he fell asleep under the lone broom bush. I love that the Bible not only has like all the happy, joyous moments, but it also shows realness. This guy's dealing with depression and now suicide. He has plummeted from calling a, a fireball from God from heaven, and a couple days later, he wants to commit suicide. This is a steep spiral down, and what's keeping him here in this state? A, alone. He came to a lone broom bush and collapsed in its shade. Things that will keep you in these kind of states is just being isolated, being alone. When you're like, you know what? I think I'll pull out of this on my own, by myself, in my bed, watching Netflix. No, <laughs> that, that'll keep you there a long time. It, it's the aloneness. Being isolated and just trying to be a lone ranger in life he prevents us from proceeding forward. 
the enemy loves to get us alone. I've used this illustration before, but um, watching those Nature Channel shows, like, you know, when all, like, the gazelles are, are Lion King and all the things are running off in a pack, the ones that the tigers always get and the lions always get is the one that goes alone. It's all by itself. And somehow we think every time we're in a bad attitude or a bad state, you know what, I better just be alone right now. That's probably the worst idea you can have. That's what's going to isolate you. That's how the enemy starts playing with your mind. What keeps you there? Be depressed. Came to a lumbering bush and collapsed in its shade, wanting in the worst way to be done with it all. He is depressed. This is, this is when we start allowing ourselves to feel that weight that's just pressing down on us. Depressed literally means weight pressing down. And he's in the state where he stops moving. He stops all movement. He just doesn't do anything. And he allows the weight of the world to crush him under it rather than trying to get up and leave. He's alone, and now he's just letting everything weigh on him. Things that will keep us, keep us stationary and stagnant and stuck in life it's because we let the weight of the world just be on our mind the whole time. That's it. All I'm going to think about is how bad things are. That's what this is. All I want to dwell on is how this person hurt me and how this is happening and this. And that's it. That will keep us there far too long. And see, exhausted. I'm ready to join my ancestors in the grave. Verse 5, exhausted he fell asleep under the lone broom bush. Things that keep us there is just living a life of tiredness and exhaustion. There's so many articles and self-help and everything to gain energy back. And the weird thing, the weird thing is to gain energy back, you have to spend energy. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. Like the, how you get more energy in life is you spend more energy. Okay, thanks, doctors. That, that helps out. Exhausted. What keeps them there is living a tired life. What keeps them there is just being busy and allowing to be tired all the time. The more tired we are, the less wanting to go after God we, I don't know what the right word is on the end of that, but Sure. <laughs> but it's, it's like the more things we just try to fill our life with and just be there and just go, oh, I'm really busy. I'm just, you know, like friends calling like, hey, do something. I'm, I'm just so busy right now. And then like, okay, I understand. And then really you're just like, I'm busy with Netflix. <laughs> you know, it's like, it'll be there. Okay. All right. It'll, it'll just be there when you're, and we're just tired. And the less activity we do and the less things we go out, and the more we avoid, the more exhaustion we have, and then it just spirals us even more down, and we just get more and more and more tired. So we looked at how we get here, why we stay here for far too long, but let's look at how we get out of it, okay? Let's, let's end on a, a better note than <laughs> talking about Elijah depressed and suicidal. Um, great way to start a sermon series. <laughs> We're building. Let's, let's, we got, we got to go. <laughs> got to start somewhere. Number three, trolleyed forward. One of the, 
the iconic rides at Main Street. And, and throughout the whole sermon series, we have different, we're going through different lands, and the, the rides and activities are the points, if you didn't catch on to that yet. The, one of the most iconic rides in Main Street is the horse-drawn trolley, right? It's going, I don't know why, it's still to this day, um, even when I was a little kid and to this day, when I see that coming at me, I like, I have this fear I'm going to get hit by it. Even though it's like, it's moving like zero miles per hour. It's just like, clunk, clunk. And then when they get close to you, they stop and they're like, <laughs> like, I know I'm not, I'm just like, I got to get off the track. I got to, what if my foot gets stuck? You know, I'm just, I have this, I have this weird, irrational fear of the trolley. But it's like, it's the most iconic ride inside of Maid Street. We might say the train, but that technically I looked it up. It's not technically Main Street? I don't know. I didn't know that until I looked into it. But the trolley is the ride of Main Street. And it just does that one loop. And it's slow and steady. And it's just, it's lasted the whole time. It's one of the longest, uh, oldest standing rides out there. It's crazy. Trolleyed forward. So how do we get out of the state we're in. First Kings 19, it's 5b. We're picking up the second half of verse 5. Suddenly, an angel shook him awake and said, get up and eat. Suddenly, an angel shook him awake and said, get up and eat. I love when God gives me three points in a verse. It's like, thanks, God. <laughs> First thing to understand about the, the, tr- the trolley ride is it's being powered not by the people, but by the conductor and the horse. Do you know that the first part of getting out of our state is not our own ability to shake off the depression and, and suicide, is to allow someone else to carry us out of it. I can't get out of, sometimes I can't get out of my funks. I'll just be in a bad mood because something happened during the day. And I'll get home and I'm just like, oh, and I'll get all snappy with the kids. And Patty's like, can you, like, take five seconds outside the door and maybe just pray before you come in. Like, you're in a bad attitude right now. I'm like, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I need Jesus. <laughs> we, we can't shake things off sometimes. We can't get out of our own. I'm sorry. I'm not good enough. We're not good enough. Maybe you are. Teach me how to do it. But for right now, God sends us ways to get out of the funks we're in. Just like the trolley ride will carry us through Main Street, God will send people, he'll send pastors, he'll send mentors, he'll send books, he'll send other ways to shake us out of things. And it's usually in this format. A, wake up. Wake up, this is, this is kind of the, the first step to almost every single anonymous thing. It's admitting, I'm in this, I, I need to wake up to the state I'm in. I need to recognize that I'm actually here. I need to wake up to my situation. It, it's, that's the first step, it's, it's seeing that you need help. That's, that's it. It's crazy, that's, Biblically, where we start is knowing that, man, God, I, I need your help. I can't do this on my own. I've tried it for months. I've woken up to the state I'm in. 
B says, suddenly an angel shook him awake and said, get up. Get up. This is the action of, of not just being restless and understanding, but it's taking the action of saying, God, I'm going to take steps forward into where you say me to, tell me to walk towards. I'm taking the first step of saying, God, I am stepping forward back into community. I'm stepping back forward into these things. It's the actions of life that God has called us to do. It's, it's putting action to our thoughts. It's like, I know I'm in the state, but now I'm going to do something about it. I know I'm in the state. I'm going to turn off. I know I'm joking about Netflix a lot because Disney Plus is coming out, okay? And that will be the new. Disney Plus is going to come out halfway through the series, isn't it? It was, it was. <laughs> That's what happened last series too. The last Sunday of, of um, Brew, the coffee series, ended on National Day of Coffee. That was so, God's awesome. Okay, anyways, <laughs> had these revelations in the middle. I should have thought these through sooner. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's this get up moment. It's the action. I mean, how many times it's like we're sitting there, we recognize, yeah, I, I knew I should do something. But then, do it. That's what's going to start getting us out of it. In Main Street, um, I don't know if you've ever seen it. You walk forward, and it's right before uh, the, the donut, whatever it's called, with Mickey and, and whatever, and Walt. But there's this, this um, like a little hut, and it has all of the brochures of everything that's happening in the park, right? It used to just be English and Spanish used to just have two brochures. Now it's like all 75 billion languages are up on this little thing. I've all, I, like, I, I like to look at all the other languages. I'm like, wow, that looks so interesting, you know? But it's the moment of, it's the action of taking the brochure and opening up and saying, God, where are you going to direct me today? That's, that's the concept here. Waking up is saying, God, I am being directed by you to move forward in life. And then the last, the last point, suddenly an angel took him awake and said, get up and eat. Everyone say eat. C is fill up or eat. We, we can't move forward unless we wake up, we take action, but then we have to fill up on what God has given us. The word worship, relationships, friendships, when we're, when we're depressed and we're in these seasons, it's because our tank is on empty and we need to fill it up. And we need to identify what are things that actually fill our tank and move us forward. It's not just, I need more rest. You've been having rest for months, okay? What's going to fill your tank? What's actually going to get it going? I want to I challenge us today that... Um, grab your connection cards if you have it out. Um, and I, I want you to put something in writing. You don't, if you don't want to put your name on it, that's fine. I get it. I understand. Okay? Um, no one, I had someone ask me, uh, well, I, I can't put my personal prayer request because you know everyone reads it. And I was like, everyone reads it? What are you talking about? I read it. And it, we don't pass around, no one sees these. Okay? In fact, after we go through them, I believe they're shredded. Because it's like, why do, we, why do we need to keep prayer requests around? Because God answers them. I want you to put something on there that you're going to fill your tank up with. 
whether it's memorizing scripture, whether it's actually reading your Bible, whether it's downloading the Bible app to start reading your Bible, whether it's to, to, prayer, to pray, whether it's to worship, whether it's to join a small group. We have small groups starting up again just for the Disneyland series. If you want to jump in and, and dig deeper into this and actually grow, this is a great opportunity to start. Brand new small groups. It's not like, it's not like you're going to be jumping into the middle of something. It starts now. What's, what's something that you're going to do to fill up on to move you forward in building happiness? Main Street is where we start. This is your start. And I want you to really consider it and put it on your, on your connection card because uh, when the baskets go around, I want you to put it in and saying, I'm committing to this and I'm praying on it and I'm believing on it. So we put it in writing. It's a little more serious than just thinking about it. Again, the points, wake up get up. We think about it. Let's put it into action. Let me go ahead and pray. Lord, I fully believe that some of us, this is vital information for us to change our lives right now. Some of us are in this state and we just go, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I was here. This is exactly what I needed. And some of us are going, oh, that's really good. And we're, let us check it away for later in life when we're going through something hard. But God, I, I pray you'd be with us this week. Start opening our eyes. Start, start putting into practice what you've been speaking to us about. Start changing our lives. God, help us to understand that Happiness is not, it's not just an event, but it's the journey in the relationship with you, God. In your mighty name, amen. amen. Thanks for tuning in. For other episodes, opportunities to give, or to find out what Lighthouse 805 is all about, visit us at www.lighthouse805.com. See you next time.